0: Welcome to the give back economy, a podcast about social innovation and social enterprise. Now with your host, Peter Miller. Welcome. And today we're going east to Quebec to talk to Luca crazy legs, and we'll find out what that means in just a minute. So Luca, tell me where you went to school.
1: Awesome. Thank you, Peter. Just a quick little correction. The name's Lazy Legs, not Crazy Legs. Lazy. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah,
0: but you're not lazy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not lazy, but my legs are. (laughs) So, um, I went to school at Concordia University in Montreal, um, but I grew up in the the States. I grew up in Bethesda, Maryland, just outside of Washington, D.C., and so uh, I did most of my uh, elementary, middle school, and high school in the U.S.,
0: Okay, so during that time, did you go to work anywhere?
1: When uh, when I was in the U.S. or when I was in the uh, back in Canada?
0: Well, uh, when did you go to work?
1: Um, so in in high school, I had a, a a job. So when I was in the states, I worked at a bread store where I would bag bre- slice and bag bread. Um, and then when I moved back to Montreal. Uh, I had a couple jobs while I was in university. Um, I was a telemarketer. Uh, I worked uh, at BeaverTales. I worked um, at Best Buy and Future Shop. I was a mystery shopper. And then uh, I was a street performer. Uh, and then that was when my career started kind of blowing up um, through dancing and, and all of that.
0: Okay, so... Having said that, you're a performer.
1: Correct.
0: You're a, a choreographer. Yes. You're a host for events, and you do workshops.
1: Yeah, yeah. I uh, I keep myself busy. I try to do a little bit of everything, and if anyone gives me a challenge, then I'll find a way to do it.
0: <laughs> That's excellent. So, what's the purpose of your organization?
1: So, we're a dance crew called Ill Abilities. Currently, we are eight dancers representing seven different countries. Um, We're an all-star team, like a super crew. So, each dancer actually lives in their home countries. We're not based in one location. I'm actually the only Canadian, um, and I'm the only one living in Canada. Uh, Like I said, everyone else is spread out. When we come together, we perform, um, and we teach, and we share the message, No Excuses, No Limits. And through this message, we really want to encourage individuals to live their life uh, their own way. Um, and what that what we mean by that is to um, use your difference as your strength. And when we share this idea behind no limits, it's not that we don't have limits. It, the reality is everyone faces some sort of challenge in their life, but it's all about adapting yourself um, and 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 learning to do things your your own way and accepting your difference. that's that's basically what we want to convey through our performances, through our speaking engagements, through our workshops, um, is really giving the opportunity for people to really just embrace their difference and use it as their strength.
0: So are any of those performances on YouTube?
1: Yeah, absolutely. If you Google ill abilities, that's I-L-L hyphen abilities, A-B-I-L-I-T-I-E-S, or you Google lazy legs, L-A-Z-Y-L-E-G-Z, you'll find a bunch of videos on YouTube and on other platforms as well and on our social media as well well too.
0: So having said that, and I know it won't be a problem, tell us about your problem. How did How did it happen? How did it get diagnosed? Yeah. What kind uh, of treatment is
1: it? So I was born with a condition called arthrogryposis. It's a neuromuscular disorder that affects the bones, the joints, and the muscles in your body. Um, And it's a birth disorder. So I was actually born with it. However, I wasn't officially diagnosed with it until I was 13 years old. Um, I uh, had a pretty severe scoliosis growing up. And after having my scoliosis surgery, uh, scoliosis is basically the curvature of your spine. Um, so after having my surgery at 13 years old, it was then that the doctors discovered my bone structure in my, my back to, to be able to officially define or officially diagnose me with arthroryposis. And um, in terms of treatment, there's not really much treatment um, except for just staying active. Uh, if I don't move around and I feel this already, like um, if I'm not active, then I end up losing strength and I, my, my joints become stiffer. So um, dancing is actually a good thing. Um, however, there's a balance to it too. Because if I overdo it, then it hurts my bones and it hurts my joints too. So I have to really respect my body um, and listen to, the signs when it's too much or when it's not enough.
0: So Luca, when you talk about workshops, what kind of workshops do you do?
1: Um, so I teach, uh, I had like three, like basic workshops that I, that I offer. Uh, one is just a recreational workshop for people of all ages, all abilities. Um, I call it creative movements. So basically uh, I give concepts and I allow people to move freely with the concept with the idea Um, another one is more for professional dancers to improve strength training techniques and performance qualities Uh, so if you're about to perform or if you're about to compete uh, i give little tips and tricks on how to maximize your uh, performance level and then the third workshop i teach is um, training professional professionals to understand how to work with people with disabilities So I have a two-day training technique or a a two-day training session where uh, day one, we talk about disability and I uh, explain the theories behind many different types of disabilities. And then day two is a simulation activities where we actually put participants in the situation of a disability and they have to experience what it's like moving with certain types of restrictions.
0: Okay, let's talk about sports. One of my favorite areas (laughs) So, tell me about your involvement in sports.
1: In sports? I have to be honest, uh, I'm not very uh, knowledgeable in sports at this moment. Growing up as a kid, I was a huge baseball fan and a huge uh, basketball and and football fan. Um, However, I was never really, uh, like, I I think the minute I started skateboarding and I started dancing, uh, mainstream sports kind of just went behind the rear view mirror for me. And so I haven't really been paying attention. Uh, however, I don't know if you've heard, but break dancing is going to be part of the, uh, 2024 Olympics. And so right now it's become an official sport, even though it's an art form, uh, it's being categorized as a, a competitive sport. So through that, I guess you can say that I'm, I'm involved in the sport world because of breaking in the Olympics.
0: What about Paralympics?
1: Paralympics, um, at this moment, there aren't many dancers with disabilities besides ill abilities. <laughs> um, and so we're hoping that we can actually bridge the gap between the Olympics and the Paralympics because there's a couple dancers in our crew that are uh, contenders for the national Brazilian team. Um, so they might actually become part of the Olympic team uh, and think about the historic message behind that is that breakdancing and hip-hop can bring together people with disabilities and people without disabilities in the same room and be compete at that same level
0: so talk about who attends your workshops let's go back to that for a minute
1: um i mean anyone's welcome to our workshops uh like i said there's three different categories so when it's a recreational uh workshop i think it's more family and community engagement uh that you know either people with disabilities or um people that don't have any experience in dance but just kind of want to learn to move those are the type of people that will attend the recreational the professional workshop um, for strength training those are more like professional dancers or dancers that are striving to become professional and the um the training workshop for learn with people with disabilities that's a mix of dancers and um, like clinic professional professionals. Like sometimes we'll have some physios and occupational therapists participate in that workshop to be able to, they, even though they probably already have the same, the, the, the knowledge, if not more knowledge on disabilities, um, they want to learn certain techniques uh, in terms of movements and they just kind of want that refresher.
0: So Luca, who's part of your team?
1: Yeah, um, so Ill-Abilities, like I mentioned, we're eight members representing seven different countries. Uh, Myself representing Canada. We have a dancer from the U.S. uh, named Cujo, who lives in Los Angeles, California. We have two dancers from Brazil. We have a dancer named Perninha and another dancer named Samuka. They're both from Brazil, but they're actually from opposite ends of Brazil, so the distance for them to get together is very challenging. Um, We have a dancer from Chile uh, named Chicho, We have a dancer from South Korea named Crops. We have two dancers from Europe, one from France named Junior, and then the last dancer from the Netherlands, his name is Ridu. Um, And each dancer all has a completely different disability, but they're uh, world-renowned dancers, and they're considered to be some of the best in the world.
0: Okay, what about your team supporting you?
1: Uh, Like, what do you mean my team supporting me?
0: You don't have anybody? You don't have a wife or kids? Oh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, I have a beautiful wife and amazing partner named Melissa, and we have two amazing kids. We have uh two daughters, a 7-year-old named Aura and a 2-year-old named Luna, and uh they are my home team and they are my uh one of the things that I'm most proud of in my life.
0: So in Montreal, do you have any people outside of your family that help you?
1: Yeah. I mean, I have, I have am uh, very fortunate to say that I have a lot of best friends. Um, and I'd say that, uh, everyone that I'm close with and then I get the opportunity to either work with or just close that I have that kind of tight knit bond that they have like a, a best friend quality to them. And, um, so in Montreal, I'm very fortunate to have a very close knit group of friends. Some of them I dance with, um, and we have a, our own team called Ill Mask. Um, and then others uh, are just friends who don't dance but appreciate. Um, we we appreciate what each what each of us do and everything. What about partnerships? Do you have partnerships? Um, well, I'm not too uh, I'm not too sure what you mean by that. Well.
0: Are there other organizations in Montreal, and Quebec, and Canada who uh, you can work with?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, so I'm part of a, a movement called Disability Without Poverty, um, which is an organization uh, helping, ho- ho- like working or trying to find the proper wordings, but basically we're trying to make sure that the government can pass the disability uh, uh, benefits plan um, through the House. And so uh, the movement is just a group of uh, activists and people with disabilities across Canada um, working together and and trying to reunite Canadians across Canada um, to come together and, and, and put some pressure on the government for for these bills uh, to pass to help support the disabled community. And so uh, I'm part of that movement. Um, I'm a co-chair actually. Uh, However, in the past uh, nine months, my career has actually taken over. And so I really haven't been very active. I still put my name on the list and uh, will attend a couple meetings here and there. But um, in terms of the day-to-day and what's going on, I I do have to be honest, I'm not too familiar on on what's been going on lately, um, unless there's uh, been uh, some some big news, then then the team will share it with me.
0: Okay, what's your wife's role in what you're doing?
1: Um, you know, we're still trying to figure that out. <laughs> so I think uh, that changes, and you know, just like my message, we adapt. Um, and I think that we just support each other when we need each other's help. So that's uh, how. That's our, our role to each other, you know?
0: So she's got three kids to look after.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah.
0: And and you're the, the least uh, one who needs the least amount of help, right?
1: Um, I would say that uh, I might need the most amount of help, (laughs) you know, more uh, emotionally. Uh, I, I can become an emotional roller coaster at times. Okay. So,
0: having said that, three years from today, what are you going to be doing three years from today?
1: Taking over the world. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. In all honesty, like, um, Ill Abilities has been, like, pretty active. And we've been working really hard. Uh, We have a new show that we've been touring that's been getting really great attention. We just uh, finished touring the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C., which is one of the most prestigious venues. In North America and so um, for us right now we kind of have this uh, motivation to to not stop um, and uh, you know maybe within the next few years there's going to be more high level dancers with disabilities and um, we'll be able to recruit some new members and then uh, over time like I'll continue choreographing and kind of taking things maybe taking a step back from the crew and just managing things from from home base, so I could be there for my family. Uh, but in all of honesty, I don't look more than three months ahead of time. So when you ask me about three years from now, uh, I it's too it's too far. Even sometimes, some theaters are trying to book us for next year, and uh, I um, I can't answer them because I don't know what I'm doing next year.
0: Okay, that, <laughs> oh, that's that's fair. Yeah. So, what are some uh, actions that you found a great reward in terms of recently a couple of situations that have been very rewarding.
1: Um, I mean so my dance crew because Ill abilities because we're an international crew uh, prior to fall 2022 we hadn't been together since fall 2019. so we we did not see each other for three years. And in fall 2022, we did our first tour. We spent uh, six weeks uh, where we toured across Ontario and Quebec, and then we went to Japan and performed with Katy Perry. And um, most recently, I think that was a huge accomplishment just because we were able to get back together. Uh, after all the travel restrictions and everything, uh, and, and the world opening up again, we um, were just happy to be together. And what was amazing was even though we didn't see each other in three years when everyone got off the plane and we were together in the same room it was as if uh we've been together forever like it it was as if we were just with each other a week ago and that was something very special and something that I'm really proud of um and yeah like uh, uh I just keep busy in trying to like do dance and bring people together, you know. Um, That's one of my, uh, I'd say, strengths, is that I organize events uh, here in Montreal where I can really bring people together for all ages, all abilities, and we just celebrate dance and life together, and we just having fun.
0: What about the challenges of traveling? Have you had any problems that way?
1: Um, You know, right now, I'd say my challenges are more like, personal uh that have to do with balancing life um with the family and 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 being away from home like it's been really hard on on all the girls in my in in my house right now so i'd say those are the more direct challenges that affect me um in terms of having a disability um i think i'm a little hard-headed and i avoid using um the accessibility services at the airport just through experiences that i've had bad experiences so i kind of just pave my own way go at my own time and at my own pace um I'd say security is always a, a challenge you know I've got a metal bar in my in my back I have got le- metal leg braces and crutches and so I beep all the time it always requires more time and more check in Montreal the people at the airport actually know who I am because I go there so often that it's gotten easier but when I go to other airports it becomes always like a A little bit of a you know an extra 15 minutes delay which is kind of unfortunate sometimes when you're in a rush or whatever um and then you know like I think some of the challenges that I face are just the same types of challenges that anyone else faces traveling you know um but I haven't had any major challenges I do know of a lot of people within the disabled community that are using wheelchairs that have had uh their wheelchairs destroyed or damaged and Um, I am saddened and and I feel surprised. Well, I can't say I'm surprised, but I'm saying I don't understand why like a special cage or a special box hasn't been created to protect the wheelchairs. Um, After all of these years, you would just kind of imagine that that would be something that they could work on and it could even be, uh, a way to be able to save space too, <laughs> um, so that's why I, I, I'm 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 a little like frustrated with it. Uh, I actually did write a letter once to uh, Air Company after my friend Maya uh, she she had her wheelchair destroyed, and she um, and so I wrote to Air Canada actually and suggesting it, but I didn't get a response.
0: <laughs> so Maya is out of Toronto. I recognize yeah. the name.
1: Yeah, she's amazing. She's uh, uh, Access now. Visitor. Access yeah. now.
0: Yeah. Okay. So having said this, uh, what is your website? How do people find out more information about what you're doing?
1: Yeah, uh, my website is lazylegs.com. So L-A-Z-Y-L-E-G-Z, not an S, so they're very important. So L-A-Z-Y-L-E-G-Z.com. And if you want to find out more about illabilities it's illabilities.com i l l a b i l i t i e s.com and then if you just type those in on your social medias, you'll be able to find uh, lazy legs and or illabilities on all the social media platforms except for Twitter we don't we're not active on Twitter uh, i actually don't even know what my twitter password is <laughs> so
0: okay luca have fun with your family Spend more time than you can, and thank you for joining me this morning.
1: My pleasure. Thank you. All the best.